and we're live. So good evening everybody and welcome to episode three of Conversations With Series 1, The JSAM. Episode number three, Sam Payne or Coach Sam P on Instagram. On episodes one and two, I gave you a bit of a rundown on what the JSAM is. So just to keep that a bit shorter, it's a James Smith Academy members. We're all part of the James Smith Academy, which you'll be able to find online at jamesmithacademy.com. We'll reference calorie fucking deficit and neat up 24 seven. Credit to James Smith for calorie fucking deficit and Darren Cartel for neat up 24 seven. Both which are hashtags on Instagram, but are mottos that we live our lives by. So we have Sam on our, on our podcast and it's another one of my guests who I followed and admired before I met her. When I finally met her, she didn't even recognize me. I was dressed in an old baggy t-shirt and some joggers for traveling to London. She happened to be checking in at the hotel at the same time. Um, the hotel we had all arranged to stay at for the James Smith live event. It was my first live or meetup. I was just looking for a friendly, recognizable face. And who could I forget other than Sam? All because of that wonderful smile. But once I'd introduced myself, she gave me a massive hug, sat me and some other newbies down and introduced us to the J Sam like only Sam could with a round of Craig David's. And it was 2.30 p.m. For anybody who doesn't know what a Craig David is, you will be amazed to know that it's half a shot of pineapple juice, a whole shot of tequila, another half shot of pineapple juice. You don't swallow anything until you've had all three. You don't stop at one either. <laughs> so this is... Sam is somebody who's gone full circle in her fitness and uh, health journey. She joined the JSA um, to work on her strength, or maybe she'll tell us a bit different. She's promised me that she's got a story to tell um, around joining the JSA, and she wasn't going to tell me what it was until tonight. So I'm intrigued to find that out. She's not just a health and fitness fanatic herself but she's also a successful pt who works hard to get results for her clients and pass on her knowledge and experience she lights up my life every day with her infectious smile on instagram i remember one of her stories where she played a game by seeing how many people she passed on her walk to smile back at her that was around getting her knee up and cheering up randoms at the same time even when her life throws her curveballs, she seems to find some happiness in it. She knows how to party and gets involved as many as the way weekends as possible. Whenever I hear she is not going, I get a bit disheartened, and along with others, get on a case about it, but she usually finds a way to make it happen. Her children are a world that does include her dogs, especially Zeus, the Japanese Akita, who's probably bigger than Sam lying down. This girl lifts, and she lifts fucking well. She's always about progress and gains. She puts herself out there and probably has the, one of the largest Insta followings in the group. Who wouldn't follow someone with such a massive heart? But this all came tumbling down at one point last year when her account got hacked overnight. 
But within 24 hours, she was back up and running under coach Sam P. And it was like it never happened. She might get a swipe up soon. So go and give her a follow once you've listened. Sam, what have I missed? <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's not a lot to add there, is there? Wow. Um, thanks. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, thank you for that. That's, oh, I remember. I remember our first meet. That was, um, you like towered above me. You, you were like, hi, Sam. And I was like, uh, hello. <laughs> it's one of those moments where you meet people you're like i know i should know who you are <laughs> a very long train journey and i was tired and i was desperate for like craig david <laughs> instagram we were chatting yesterday and we were saying that instagram doesn't quite show you what people's height is um, no, no. For anybody who doesn't know me, I'm six foot eight. So um, I do tower over 99.99% of people. <laughs> Ridiculous at all. I was like, wow. <laughs> Give a good hug though. <laughs> it's, uh, there's a lot of me. <laughs> How would you describe yourself as a person? How would I describe myself? Um, loud. <laughs> I don't shut up regularly, get told that I need to quiet down a little bit. Um, I like to smile, so I think I'm quite a positive person. Um, I'm very smiley, I do like smiling. Um, how would I describe myself? Passionate, passionate, definitely. Um, yeah, if there's something I'm working on or I'm interested in, then I go all out for it. Um, if I've got a goal, I'm, I'm on it. If I've got a task that I'm doing for work or if I've got a client that's got a goal, I'm focused and I, I go after it with absolutely everything I've got. So, yeah, I'd say probably passionate is, is a good way to describe me. So, I, I definitely think that that comes across. And, um, you know, especially about um, your clients. You know, you're always posting about looking forward to those sessions with your, with your girls um yeah i know that you said the other day that you you only coach women um not because you're sexist but because that's that's what works for you and that's your that's your market um but yeah i know you're really passionate about get them getting results um and them being able to go on maybe the same or similar journey that you've been on yeah absolutely seeing seeing them achieve is so much more important to me than than anything there's nothing quite as rewarding as seeing one of my girls reach a target that she didn't think she'd get that doesn't necessarily mean weight loss or anything aesthetically you know when, when they put an extra five kilos on the bar when they do a, a back squat it's just the look of wonder on their face when they're like oh wow i can actually do it it's like yes you can <laughs> uh, i love it you're a real advocate for those for women that lift um and and the 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 happiness and, and joy on those like you said on those people's faces when they do it yeah. um, for what could be or may have been i think less now but previously may have been deemed as playing a man's game which should yeah. ne never have been the case um and i kind of i know that james smith advocates it is you know go and lift and walk into those dreaded free weight sections in the gym and take over 
Yeah. And, um, and it can be really inspiring when, when I'm in the gym, seeing a woman go and put more plates on the bar than I can. And, so, yeah. and it's like, go on, <laughs> so do it. <laughs> I've seen a big difference personally, just, just since I've been coaching and since I've been using the gym, on the amount of women that now feel more comfortable in doing so. Um, it's not as it's not as taboo as it was anymore for women to try and build muscle. It's not as it's not as scary as it used to be for women to walk into that free weights area. Um, I think it's becoming a lot more common, which is absolutely amazing to see. Uh, I think is it. Am I right in saying that it's more about strength than building a physique, I'd like a, a like a bodybuilder physique? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I find with my girls, once I put them onto a strength training program or a resistance training program and they start to learn what their body can do physically, it becomes so much less about what they look like. Um, and, you know, I'm, I have so many clients come to me that are like, oh, I want to lose a bit of tummy fat or I want to lose this or I want to make gains here or this, that and the other. But within a couple of weeks of being on a program where they're starting to see difference in their lift and the difference what their body can do how strong they're feeling in themselves suddenly the the aesthetic side of it goes um and they start to feel stronger in themselves and when you start to feel a little bit stronger your confidence comes out and when somebody starts to feel confident they're not necessarily looking for those physical changes anymore because they're feeling better about themselves and how they already look um, especially when they put those few extra kilos on the bar yeah it's um Absolutely a massive increase in, in confidence that yeah. you you can and, and and i you know men men get that increase in confidence as well from from doing that so yeah. it's friday night sam um yes. we talked about craig david's i'm pretty <laughs> sure there must be a tipple in front of you what is it i have got rhubarb and ginger gin <laughs> and you know if you're watching on, on youtube you'll be able to see it's not the smallest of glasses in the world and so, um, <laughs> so just a pre-warning this um podcast has been already known for running longer than anticipated um and myself and sam chatted for almost two hours the other night on a pre-recording call so i suspect the glass is full to make sure she doesn't have to come get another <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> i know what's coming i'm prepared <laughs> Well, I've gone. I've gone for a, a another lager. We we won't say the the brand names because uh, you know, a bit like the BBC, I guess. <laughs> so, but not that I care about that. Yeah, not an ad. Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> so, um, so Sam, your Instagram, you are um, on it a lot, um, but I do know that you do take some breaks from social media. Yeah. It's what three things do you think that we don't know about you? What don't you know about me? Oh gosh, I'm an open book. I think everything about me goes on Instagram. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what don't you know about me? Okay, something that isn't obvious from my Instagram before I was a personal trainer, I was a photographer. So I worked as a portrait photographer for a good 15 years. Um, is there anything you can do with this face? Um, so, so did you say for 15 years yeah so i graduated uni um in 2005 2006 can't remember yeah and i worked as a self-employed portrait photographer from then um, 
what was the change to PT? What when when did that happen? Um, two thousand and seventeen. Yep, two thousand and seventeen. I qualified as a fitness instructor. Um, I'd been on this whole fitness journey. Um, and I started attending a boot camp. Um, my friends dragged me along. It was absolutely not something I was interested in doing. I didn't want to be didn't want to be there but it was a boot camp on the beach which was local to me and I thought you know what I'm gonna give it a go I'm gonna try something new and I went along and I loved it I absolutely loved everything about this boot camp it was amazing the group support was brilliant I got so into it got so hyped up um, so I started attending regularly and the guy that ran the boot camps was looking to expand his business um, putting on more classes and he was looking for an instructor and he said to me that I would be an ideal candidate and he'd help me put me through my instructor's course. Awesome. Uh, yeah, wow. I went. So it was an opportunity you couldn't refuse then? Um, I didn't think I'd be very good at it, but as soon as I mentioned it to all my friends, they were like, do you know what, actually, no, you need to go for this, you need to do it. So yeah, I went and did the fitness instructor course um and started running boot camps and that's where that's when my new career began fantastic so was that uk based or uh, no that was in germany um, okay so, so you had lived raised born in raised and born in the uk yep um <laughs> midlands born and dragged up <laughs> <laughs> it's kicking and screaming about so yeah, most of my life. Um, then I moved to Cheltenham to go to university. I did three years in Cheltenham. Um, and then moved to Germany in, what year did I move to Germany? 2009. So I think whenever we think of 2009, 2010, it still feels like it's like yesterday. And it's like 10, 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah love Germany so that joining the going to the boot camp and things was that post like because I, I think if you're looking at your Instagram you do show progress pictures um of weight loss um, so was that joining the gym camp the boot camp sorry um was that post losing weight or was that part of losing weight or after most of my weight loss um most of my weight loss was down to diet rather than exercise. Um, I didn't really start getting into the gym and the fitness side of it until I'd lost a good portion of, of the weight that I needed to lose. Um, my education towards that came a lot later. Um, I was very overweight after having my children and I was one of these yo-yo dieters, tried absolutely every diet in the book, you name it, I've done it, Weight Watchers, Slimming World lighter life um the military diet jesus that was horrendous <laughs> i don't know if you've seen that one online google it if you haven't it's but, like bananas and things yeah grapefruit peanut butter but random mixes of food it just doesn't make any sense and it doesn't stop you being hungry and you just feel i think i lasted like a day and a half on that one um i've done the milkshake diets i've done oh god i've done everything um <laughs> none of it worked you know you, you have this bit of weight loss for a while and it goes down and then you give up because it's boring and it goes back on and then you lose a bit more and it goes off um and yes yeah, so a lot of my weight loss had been up and down for a while 
until I started uh, calorie counting um, and I started tracking it and that's when I managed to get it off and keep it off. Um, so it was about probably five stone down before I started really looking at exercise um, and then I started to do home workout DVDs and things like that um, and then I started running. So yeah the fitness side of it came a lot later um, and just added on to helping me lose the last little bit of weight but that's when I really started to think about what what was needed to lose the weight properly rather than trying everything. Um, and that, I think that's a really important message that actually you can lose weight by simply managing your calorie intake. Oh, 100%, yeah. The extra bit out is for those extras, but you can do it manageably by just controlling what you put in your mouth. Yeah, 100%. Um, I said most of my weight loss, at least five stone of it was just from diet, from you know controlling what I was eating, um, not overloading my plate, not eating all the different snacks here and there, and just just really thinking about what was going in. Um, and I started walking a lot more because I had the kids in a pushchair, so I was I was pushing pushchair everywhere. We were walking to the shops because I don't drive, um, so a lot of a lot of neat <laughs> walking here, walking there, walking to the nursery, running around after the kids. Um, so it was a case of I started moving more. And was that possibly that focusing on the diet? Was that because, so we, in our pre-call, you told me a bit about having complicated pregnancies and how that um, gave you, made it difficult for you to, to move and to do yeah. some of those things. Yeah, so I, I had um, pelvic girdle separation through all of my pregnancies. Um, my last one was most severe. Um, and it put me on bed rest for the entirety of most of my pregnancies, um, especially the last one. I was <laughs> I was pretty unable to move. Um, so yeah, while I was pregnant, I sat around the house and I didn't move um, at all. I was on the sofa, I was in bed, or I was in hospital, and, and I was eating. And I was eating for the sake of eating because I couldn't do anything else. So that's where a lot of my weight gain came. I just got bigger and bigger. So then, when I started to be able to move, I wanted to move. Um, I pretty much had to learn to walk again properly after having my third baby, um, my little Arabella, pain in the bum that she is now. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I hadn't walked for, for months without the aid of a crutch or, you know, hopping along, shuffling along the walls. Um, and um, yeah, they, they pretty much told me that it it stu I stood a chance of not being able to walk properly if I had a natural birth um, because she was getting so big they induced her early so that I didn't risk further complications with my pelvis when she was when she was born. Is it something that still affects you now? Yep yeah it's still there now um, I still have issues um, if I don't warm up properly especially when I'm lifting you can see it quite uh, quite a lot in my squat um, it's kind of uneven and so I've got a little bit of an imbalance there which I'm still working on <sighs> I've been working on it for a while but yeah it's still there um, as my hormonal changes throughout the month there are certain periods throughout the month where it gets worse where it's painful um, in the winter it's horrendous when my pelvis gets cold <laughs> um, I still feel the pain but it's manageable now 
it's nowhere near nowhere near what it was um when when i was pregnant absolutely not um yeah it's a lot better now um, fantastic so managing your calories and things though um, just before we joined the call sam was telling me that she was looking forward to a takeaway tomorrow night um oh. do you think that that's so that's something that comes through um or the message i think that we've all learned a part of being the part of jsam is you you allow yourself to have those treats you know throughout yeah. um kind of what's what's your strategy for doing that do you log everything uh, or do you, do you just understand it intuitively now yeah i don't i don't i don't track at all at the minute um if i'm being quite strict with myself and i know i've got a goal to hit i will track religiously um but at the minute i'm i'm i don't tend to track i think because i've been doing it for that long i i have a very good idea of what calories are in things um so i i I can look at my meals now and guesstimate what sort of calories I'm eating. So I suppose without really thinking about it throughout the day, I am paying attention to what calories are going in. Um, especially my protein. I always try and make sure I'm getting enough protein in my diet. Um, so I do pay a lot of attention to that. But when it comes to treats, um, I don't like to label them as treats, to be honest. It is just, just foods I like. I'm, I'm going to enjoy my food. Um, if I know I'll be having a meal that's heavy in calories, then I might not have something the couple of days before that's going to be as heavy. You know, I might have a nice and light meal because I know I'm going to be eating something heavy or I'll go for an extra long walk or, you know, I'll do something to counteract it. I certainly won't beat myself up about it the next day. Like I used to. Um, I think too many people get into the mindset of you've got to punish yourself with exercise when you when you've had something to eat when you've had a treat or a cheat meal or you know however people call it um the amount of people I know are like oh god I had a takeaway last night so I've got to go for a run today and burn it off <laughs> well, I think when you get into that mindset you're punishing yourself for eating something that you like or it, I just don't think it's a very good habit to get into so I just make allowances throughout the week and I think that's um is that so that's a big you did track your calories when you were going through this your yeah. your, your weight loss but I think that's an important thing to for people to understand that you know however long you've been on that journey 10 years or um or so that you do get to a point where you've re-educated yourself and you've built better habits and you've then it just becomes your diet yeah yeah rather it becomes diet sorry say that again rather rather than i'm on a diet it is just my diet it's my diet yeah um <laughs> literally before we had the phone call i've just sat in it a packet of milky bar buttons <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I wanted them but do you know i i, I know i can fit it into my day and it's not going to be a problem um I don't now stand in the shop thinking, oh my God, what can I have? What calories will this have? Will this fit in with what I've got to eat? Will, you know, it's just like, okay, right, I've had that. I'll just have a little bit less for lunch tomorrow or something like that. Do you, do you know what I mean? I, I just kind of adjust it without stressing over it now because I've got, I've got to that point that I'm able to. I don't have to be so stringent with myself. Mm. Um, that's, that's something I think we have... Yeah, you and I, and, and I know many others within 
our community have have learned that you you should never punish yourself about doing that. It's yeah. either plan in advance or manage afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And if you know, if on a Friday night you're having a packet of Milky Bar buttons and a large gin, then you know why not? So, not. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, you've got a night off, so, <laughs> and you do deserve that. So, yeah, it's. I think there's something I learned was, although I might be having some beers or whatever, I still might manage just how many beers I've had, or yeah. managing the the meals around it. I'm not going to think right. I'm going to go and have a massive pizza and beer, and then the next day I'm going to have a cooked breakfast. And then because yeah, so, I'm hungover, I'm going to have a burger for lunch. And yeah. So, so uh, you mentioned you got into running, um, which, and, and I'd written down in my notes that that was from a point of, like you said, where you told you might never walk again from being pushed to ride in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so running became a passion an extreme or was it oh it was difficult to make myself go to start with i remember when my friend was like um i'm gonna run the fat cat not was it the race for life that's it the cancer research race for life she was going, i'm gonna run the race for life and i've signed you up for it <laughs> i was like uh you've you've what now <laughs> no no thank you <laughs> And she, she forced me into going for a run with her. Um, and it, it was very difficult. We didn't run very far. We ran sort of one tree to the next tree and then walked for about 6 million miles and then maybe jogged a little bit more. It, was, it wasn't fun at all. It was hard. <laughs> um, but then I was like, no, actually, do you know what? I'm going to make myself do this because I didn't think I'd be able to. So I'm going to try. I'm going to learn. I'm going to give it a go. Um, and yeah, from going to not being able to walk to six months later starting to try and run was quite a big thing for me um and i was i'd only run a little bit we managed the um race for life i think it was like 45 50 minutes or something it wasn't it wasn't fantastic but we finished it and i was like well i've done this you know i'm quite happy with that um so it was like my first challenge that i ticked off so then i was like well actually do you know what? i want to see what i can push myself to do i want to see if i can challenge myself so the same friend, um, <laughs> I messaged um, a few weeks later and I was like, um, so you know you signed me up for a race, I've just signed us up for one. <laughs> and it, your we, face. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was the London Moonwalk, um, which was 26 miles. <laughs> <laughs> so she'd signed me up for a 5K and I was like, no, we're gonna do, we're, we're gonna do the Moonwalk. Um, and it was really exciting that we, we were gonna do this and I was really, you know, walking 26 miles doesn't, doesn't sound that hard. It's horrendous. It's hard. It's really hard. I didn't think power walking would be quite as difficult, but it was. Um, so we did that in 2015 and then did it again in 2016 because it was just such an amazing experience and I loved it. Um, and I remember talking to my friend Naomi as we were going around on the, on the, the one in 2016 and I said, um, I said, you know what, next year I'm gonna run it. And she she was like, You're mental. And I was like, no, next year I'm gonna run a marathon. And on the train on the way home from that, I signed up for Brighton Marathon in 2017. I think a lot of people do that. 
with running or triathlon or it's they get this buzz and while they have that buzz and that adrenaline rush there's yeah. an immediate sign up to, to something else yeah uh, the, the marathon was a big thing for me um i never ever ever thought i'd be able to run that far um previous to to doing the moonwalks i'd only run sort of 5k so i was still working on that but um the marathon in brighton came on the 10 year 10 year anniversary of losing our first two pregnancies um so i ran for a cause that i raised money for quite regularly i ran for tommy's um which is the baby charity and i ran in memory of the two pregnancies that we'd lost 10 years previously um so it was a very very big thing for me to do that um not only as a challenge for myself after having three very difficult pregnancies following two losses um it was something i had to do for me to prove that you know actually this is kind of the ultimate challenge for me this is this is this is what i need to do so i did it <laughs> well you know well done and i think it's anybody who does an event in memory or does it to support a charity that they are passionate about often that they're seen as people that are, are hounding people for for cash um but i think that actually it's a lot more it's actually about doing the event and it's more for them yeah. themselves um you know as I said, i've done a couple of events in your know, memory of my mom and and it's you know it's not about collecting cash yes if we can make some cash for a charity that i support while i'm doing it then I absolutely would, but actually, yeah. it's about that memory, um, yeah. and you're yeah, well done on, on completing a marathon. Is uh, you you must have done it in about three and a half hours, I would have thought. So, <laughs> wish it was four hours and twenty six minutes, and it was the most painful four hours and twenty six minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was it was a very emotional experience, but it was one of the one of the best things I've ever done. Honestly, the the people of Brighton along the marathon route were just unreal, unreal. They were so supportive the entire way. Um, a couple of moments, I actually remember crying while I was running because it was just very emotional on the day. Uh, yeah, it was a really good experience. I loved it. I remember crossing the finish line and thinking, I want to do this again. Twenty four hours later, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no way jose <laughs> i came out of um came out of Brighton marathon and because i'd come back to the uk to do it because i still lived in germany at the time i'd come back for two reasons so i'd come back to do the marathon but i also came back to do my personal training course so i ran the marathon on the sunday and i did the first day of my personal training course on the monday which was eight hours in the gym which was painful <laughs> And then the second day we were back in the gym and I have never felt pain like it. I was sat in the classroom for the first 10 minutes and my whole body seized up and they were like, right, we've got practical in a minute. And I was like, I can't move. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to pretend to be a personal trainer? I can't move. That's the most blind colours anyway, so. So, well, yeah, well done on completing a marathon um that's something that a lot of people will think sign up to do sometimes it's so, uh, something that people sign up to find really difficult 
Um, and even the best of runners find that a challenge. Yeah. So yeah. You, yeah, you can get get a lot out of that. And you mentioned the support on the on the on that run. How important is support to you with your training now? And how much do you, do you see that within our community? I know the loads. Um, yeah, the, the support of others can can be the difference um, between reaching your goal and not reaching your goal. Absolutely, um, and that's that's what I love about the JSM, um, the community. The, the guys are amazing. Um, I've got a few WhatsApp groups and a few friends that I speak to individually and not just from the Facebook group. Um, and I know if I'm having a bad day and I can't be bothered or I don't feel like it or something's going wrong, one of them will give me up the eye and get it done. Um, and vice versa, if they're having a bad day, there's one of us there to be like, actually, no, you're all right. You're doing okay. Come on, let's go. Um, and the support from, from that group, has made such a difference in so many areas of my life over the last 12 months massive massive difference um and i think because you become sort of i think you said in the last part of the cast it's like a little family isn't it um and you know these people become part of your life because especially when you're doing a challenge together um and you're all week in week out doing the same sort of things working you're all working on different goals but you're working towards an end result together um the support from the others along that i think is a massive massive help and the community spirit is um is is very important um i kind of transferred that over a little bit into my own business sorry james stealing your ideas (laughs) (laughs) um and one of the best things i've ever done for my business is create an online community um i've got facebook group um and a whatsapp group and the whatsapp group is probably more more action in that one um but i have all of my personal trainers and personal training clients and online clients in that one group um and to start with it was just for for them to be able to have a chat with me if they need any any advice or anything but now i kind of leave them to get on with it on their own and they just talk amongst themselves so you know if there's a day where somebody's struggling they're there for them and my team of they've all become friends which is so nice to see um so yeah after after spending a few months in the the james smith academy i did the same for my clients and it's it does it makes a massive difference massive difference when you can see people getting support from each other they start achieving more i think that's what makes people stick to being part of the james smith academy quite often yeah, and, and um, James will always talk about for anybody who's not part of the academy, he always talks about it to be it's an education to get you to where you need to be. And he sees it like being a driving instructor that once you're taught how to drive, you don't see your driving instructor again. You don't need them again, yeah, absolutely. But people stay for that, that community. Um, you know, they want to still be able to go to the events, they, they want to be able to um, get support when they're not quite on the training plan they like to be able to change up training plan from being one one week one month to weight loss to one month to strength and the, there's, the, there's so much to it sam are you taking part in the current uh step up uh I am. initiative i am i'm on simon's team team one the winning team oh you're on um you're on active insurance guys team 
Yes. Um, well, that's a, I didn't actually know that, but we can plug the next episode um, to say that Simon will be with us um, on oh. the next episode. Um, so, um, you know, but that that means that currently I've taken Sam away from doing her steps and you know slowing down the other teams as <laughs> inadvertently. Um, <laughs> but I think simple initiatives like that um which come out of one idea one person's idea and and get launched very quickly and 350 odd people i storied about it this week on my instagram it's amazing isn't it the the, the increase in steps from people is like certainly some people are going crazy on it as him you know what was it what we've seen 40,000 50,000 steps I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> it's been exactly what I needed. Um, I used to do 15 to 20,000 steps a day on the regular before lockdown. I'd do the school runs. I'd be on the gym floor all day. I'd be coming home and doing my housework, looking after the kids, walking the dog. I was on the go all the time. So since lockdown um, and being in quarantine and stuck at home, I've reduced my steps massively and I was struggling to hit sort of eight ten thousand steps um some days I was doing like three or four thousand and that includes I'm outside training and I'm walking the dog so it's very difficult to get my steps in with three kids um so this came along at exactly the right time for me this challenge because I knew that being accountable because everybody else has got to hit their step target every day um I knew that I'd do it so I was like yeah, do you know what? I'm jumping on this. I'm getting on this challenge because having 350 other people doing it with me, I'm not going to be one that says, oh, I didn't do it, right? <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, um, I'm a little bit competitive, if you didn't already know a bit. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I've, I've hit my step target absolutely every day since it started, which I hadn't done for weeks. So, yeah, that was all, I did. Brilliant. It was all way back in motion. Um, and I've I've seen that within our you know subgroups, um, it's you know and a little bit further that it's helped me meet more people within the community that I didn't know, yeah. um, you know because sometimes, and it happens you know wherever you are sometimes you become a bit of cliques and and you work you know, you speak to the people you speak yeah, to friendship groups yeah, but you know it's uh, and it's those things that I think are so important in support and. And getting people either you know even you I mean you're established in your your fitness you you know people might look at you and go she knows what she's doing and yet regularly i'm winging it every day <laughs> but some even shows that even people who have maybe got to where they where other people would like to be maybe not yeah. to where they want to go still need to remind themselves of even the basic stuff yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's, it doesn't matter what point of the journey you're on, whether you've got to the physique that you wanted, or you've got the weight loss that you wanted, or you've got the weight gain that you wanted, or the strength goals. It doesn't matter where you are on that journey, having somebody by your side saying, let's do this together, or I can do this, you can do this, helps helps massively and we all fall off the wayside sometimes everybody is like oh do you know what? i can't bother or it's not working at the minute or i'm fed up with it or i don't know what i'm doing we all have that um 
which I still have a coach now for my lifts, even though I coach other people. You know, everybody needs somebody to give them that boost sometimes. Um, so yeah. So even a coach needs a coach, eh? Absolutely. Absolutely. What are you uh, What are you working on at the moment then, in your your journey, other than? I'm, I'm currently on um, Sunday Webster's program. Um, I'm doing the strength series again. I did it at the start of this year, and then he launched a competition three weeks ago. Yeah, we're at the end of three, week three now. He launched a competition three weeks ago for the strength series program, so I'm back on that at the minute, and it's kicking my ass. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Sonny Webster is one of James's friends. So we 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 follow them all. We followed James Smith. We followed Sonny Webster. We followed Darren, Darren Cartel. Um, we follow follow uh, Paul Alimima. Um, all different characters, but um, there's inspiration in there from from all of them. Uh, but Sonny Webster, I think, if I'm saying right, is a um, an Olympic lifter. Um, yeah. and had been to the Olympic Games and that guy can lift but what I find from watching some of his stuff is and something I'm terrible with is my mobility mm. um, <laughs> a lot about his mobility is you know, for a guy is incredible you can't only lift without good mobility um, but the, the, the things that he does is just I love watching him do a duck walk with a plate over his head. I'm like, how? <laughs> how do you even manage that with like 50 kilos over your head? No. <laughs> I can't have a plate over my head. <laughs> so that, that, that's a, um, you know, a death sentence waiting to happen. If I, <laughs> um, I've dropped a plate on my, on my foot and broke my toe and that was incredible pain. And so I wouldn't want to drop it on my head. I know that much. That was part of one of Sonny's challenges a few weeks ago. He did the plate flip. You might have seen it on me. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, the first go, I dropped it on my foot. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. The second go, so it was Instagram worthy. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's, that's, um, uh, influenza, not influencer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope I'm never going to class as well. Influenza. Yes, please. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we might touch on that when we uh, when we maybe talk about some of the meetups. Um, one thing that one of the, I put out a question box on my Instagram, so we've got a few. Um, oh, I'll bring okay. I'll bring them up. Um, but uh, Becky, who I know, she lives in in, in Bristol. She's um, probably a, a lot newer to her journey than maybe you or I. But she's asked, how do you go about juggling? your uh, fitness and um and, and your own journey with being a mum and working with gin <laughs> with gin <laughs> uh, do you know what fitting it in is it's hard it's really hard and some days i'm knackered um uh yeah it's it's all about balance you've you've got to get the right balance and towards the end of that last year i really struggled with that balance um my kids were in childcare quite a lot they were in breakfast club for school so i had them dropped at school for seven half seven in the morning and i was in the gym for eight o'clock 
to make sure that I got my training in as well as my clients. I didn't leave the gym until half past two in time to go and pick my kids up from school. I'd pick them up, bring them home, give them dinner, and I'd be back out again. So I'd get, I'd have a childminder in to look after them for bedtimes. And I'd be back at the gym with my evening clients um, because I got so busy. Um, I took on probably more clients than I should have done than I could manage because I wanted to help everybody. <laughs> and I, I I don't like saying no to clients. So um, it was it was difficult for a while doing the work and the fizz and looking after the kids. Um, and I lost the work life balance and it made me quite stressed for a little bit there, um, which made my training suffer because that had to go. It was it was work, kids, training. Training had to go because I couldn't fit it all in. Um, and that did affect my mental health quite quite bad because I wasn't training to what I knew was my full potential. So I wasn't feeling good about myself. Um, so then I was stressed because work was so busy and then the kids were stressed because they weren't seeing me enough. Um, and it was, it just kind of all snowballed. So then I was like, right, no, we're going to strip this back. I'm going to make it work. Um, and I made sure that I had, evenings at home with my kids um and I took some of my clients off and I, I took my appointment I, I blocked out some appointments so that I made sure I'd got time each day to train um and you have to look at the bigger picture and be like okay so what's going to make my life work not what do I need you know what am I trying to fit in try you have to set your own schedule and be like right what's gonna what how can how can I make it all fit into these boxes and a little bit of sacrifice from yeah. elsewhere to you know because being a mum is is great but um you know and you know as a as a you're a single mum it must be even even harder um but to you know and there's many there's many jsa members who are you know young single mums juggling that that find that a challenge young young single yeah. dads that find that a challenge as well that yeah. um but you've got to say, I, I would thought, no, I can't really comment. I'm a young single man without kids, but <laughs> I can do whatever I want, whatever I want. Um, but you've got to find that that discipline, I think, and say, no, do you know what? That hour, I'm doing something that I truly love and truly want to do. You have to be a little bit selfish with it. You, ha you have to. Um, if you want something, then you've got to be selfish because it's so easy to do everything for everybody else. Um, especially if you're that type of person, whereas I, I love to see other people happy. <laughs> I'll do whatever I can to make somebody else happy. I like seeing people succeed. I like seeing people with a smile on their face. Um, so if I was asked to do extra hours here and there, I'd, I'd do it and I'd be like, oh, don't worry about me, I'll sort myself out later. And then I'd be sat on the sofa at the end of the night, like, oh my God, what have we done? I'm shattered, I haven't seen my kids in three days. Um, so you, you have to really choose yourself sometimes to be like right now do you know what as long as my kids are good work is working I need to find something for me um and I had to make sure I'd got that hour four times a week for me to train and if you can't give yourself four hours yeah <laughs> or, or even if it's eight hours with commuting time then it, yeah. you can't give yourself a third of a day then maybe you do need to go and just write it down, look for the gaps and see how you can yeah. switch it up. Yeah. But if you can't train, the key, guess the key message is 
get your steps in and manage Absolutely. your feelings. Um, Keep both and yeah. You've talked about mental health there. In terms of your own mental health, you said you've had stressful times. I guess we all have those. Yeah. What does fitness do for you to manage that that mental health? Uh, see, fitness for me is my release. The gym, especially, um, it's it's having that time to focus on yourself. Like I said, being selfish. Um, I have had ups and downs in my mental health for years. Um, I suffered with depression quite a lot when I was younger. Um, I have all sorts of anxiety issues, which rear their ugly head occasionally. Um, you might have seen on my Instagram, I do post about it occasionally if I have an anxiety attack. Um, but for me, you, fitness usually controls that um, and it helps me. So if I know I'm having a bad day and I train, it feels so much better. Um, it's because it gives me something different to focus on, um, especially with my weightlifting. Because when you pick up that barbell, you can't be thinking about what was going on here. You've got to be thinking about that barbell, otherwise you're going to drop it on your head. um and sometimes just that hour out of the situation that you put yourself in where your mind was going 10 to the dozen you were thinking this that and the other and you couldn't control what was going on in there just that hour where you actually can't think about it because you're thinking about the lift um it helps to like calm the thoughts so afterwards i'm like actually it's not as bad as i thought it was yeah letting it letting it go but giving yourself some of that time and maybe just taking that, actually having that time away from something. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I know that lots of people find going for a walk is good to just, people say, go and clear my head. But yeah. I actually find that sometimes doing something like in the water today, or I was out for an open water swim, I was purely concentrating on not drowning. I mean, it's only four and a half feet deep. I can definitely stand up in that. But <laughs> the heat, yeah, I just had this thought of how i need to manage something in in my life um, yeah. and it just came to me while i was in the water and so uh, and it was like why have i not thought of that that way all yeah. the time it's, uh, and then you get little moments like then the sun broke and it cleared and it felt like the skies just cleared my brains just cleared and then yeah. i went back to okay keep myself alive you're still in the water <laughs> so you could say you know so uh, yeah, I think there's, and we spoke about that in, in the first podcast, myself and, and Joe, about sometimes, like, we're running. You cannot think about anything. You've, you've been a runner other than, I've got to stay alive. Uh, yeah. I've got to be able to breathe, and I've got to keep my legs moving. Well, that's it. If I've got a problem that I need to work through, so if I've got something quite stressful in my life going on, um, and I know I'm not going to be able to think about it while I'm at work or while I'm with the kids because there's this, that, and the other going on, if I know that I've got something that I've got to work through, I'll go for a walk because that gives me then time to clear my head and I can think about that one thing because there's nothing else I need to think about. Walking's easy, you know, you foot, one foot goes in front of the other. We all know how to do that. There's nothing to concentrate on. But if unless I want to... Uh, unless you're JB. That was my fault. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody doesn't know, JB's another uh, person in the community and he's... Uh, that himself some damage with his arm by tripping over a tree root. Um, oh, his shoulder. Oh, his shoulder. <laughs> anyway, apologies for interrupting there. 
So you've got to clear your head from from walking. You can't think about anything else. Yeah. So walking walking does that for me. Walking will make me clear my head. But if I've got something that's bringing me down um, that I can't stop thinking about, or if there's an anxiety there, or if I'm feeling really low, then that's when I'll choose weightlifting because it empties my head of that, and I don't have to think about it. And I think on the, on the as well, when you're not feeling very good about yourself, if you're feeling low or um you know a lot of girls that i speak to they don't like how they look or they feel like they're not you know they're not in the best shape or they're they're feeling a bit and that's what's making them low going into the gym and focusing on yourself and like i said to you before um when you start to see the progress that you're making in the gym it changes that so it increases your self-confidence so you stop thinking about actually i don't like this you think wow look what i've done yeah your sense of achievement increasing yeah. confidence and sometimes those things can naturally fix some of those things. Yeah. and then the, the power of community whether that's the jsam group a spin class that you regularly go to going to the gym and seeing the same faces your friends you, you the the thing that i like about our community is we're all seem to be good friends however it's different from your close group of friends yeah you might not be able to talk about your close group of friends you can talk to this person you might only speak to once a week or once a month and they give you a different perspective on it yeah yeah definitely it's 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 having that break away from your real life um and i think that's that's what I found when I first when I first started with the JSM. It was it was a group of people that weren't involved in my real life, um, and I could just be myself. And if I had a problem, I could say that I'd got a problem. Or if I needed somebody to talk to, then I had somebody to talk to that wasn't there in the the situation that I was living at the time and didn't really know, you know, what what my life was like. I could be like, okay, this is this is just the bit I'm going to tell you. What can you give me from that? Um, there was no bias so it, it was nice to have those kind of opinions from people um, and I think that's what brought me closer to certain people and made friendships and then those friendships now actually are part of my real life and some of the friendships I've made since joining the JSM I know they are friends for life literally <laughs> they know me inside out and yeah that's I think that's uh real testament to what it what it is um you know people tend to join based on what they see from james himself but they stay from because of the people that are there around yeah, that yeah bunch of alcoholics <laughs> yeah just <laughs> i wouldn't be scared to admit it either <laughs> we're just alcoholics that have to manage every every other part of our life <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, Jesus! Um, well, I was about to, I was about to say send it, and then I remembered we were on a podcast, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is um, you know, we we do play you know drinking games on each other and uh, and drop each other DMs when we when somebody posts a picture of them in a gin, and they're planning to just sip and enjoy the gin, and then somebody says send it, and you think oh, and then we do it. I got very drunk last weekend doing that. Pav made me send four shots of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
anybody who doesn't know what sender means, it means you've got to get rid of the drink back in a one, whatever it is, however full the glass is. Um, and it should normally really be played when we're having our weekends away, but it's become the norm to do it when we're drinking by ourselves at home. So, you know, we are a fitness, we are a fitness group, promise. <laughs> um, but we do account for what we were drinking until the point we can't remember what it was anyway. They <laughs> don't count anyway, so. I <laughs> I don't mean that. (laughs) (laughs) Log everything. Don't forget about it. (laughs) 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 You've um, talked about working from home, right? um, Lockdown. How's, How's that been, that period of adjustment? You know, that's I mean, I think that's a big thing for everybody at the moment. We're kind of three months in. But for you, that was, you know, as a lot of people are in many different industries, but as a PT, and I know that you were, you'd, you'd just come back from Germany a year ago. You know, the, the, the first year for any PT, I know you've been a PT for longer, but you're setting up your new business. First year for any business is the most dangerous. Yeah. How did that affect you when you've, your business was effectively taken away from you. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was hard. It was hard to take. Um, it was really upsetting. Um, my business was my world. Literally, like I say, before Christmas, I put absolutely everything I'd got into it. Um, coming back to the UK with the kids, new house, new area. I'd never lived here before. I didn't know anybody. So I literally put absolutely everything I'd got into my business. Um, and it started to pay off. So at January, February time, business was exactly where I wanted it to be. It was perfect. Um, and then overnight, it was just taken away from me. Um, and it was hard. It was hard to take. I actually cried that night. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was going to finish my last client. It was Friday night. I was going to finish my last client. Um, just about to leave the house when the announcement came that he'd closed the gyms. And my WhatsApp group went off. <laughs> the girls were all like, oh my God, have you seen? And I was just leaving the house. I was like, I can't process this right now. So I got to the gym. Um, uh, my, my client Hannah came in and I was just like, we can't talk about this. We just need to get through your session. And at the end of that, she'd left and I was just sat in the gym on my own. And I was like, wow, what, wow, what, what do I do? What do I do? And I was really sad. Um, because it wasn't just taking the gym away from me, which is a big thing for me, for my mental health, for my training. Um, it was my business. It was my money, my income, my only income. I've got bills to pay. I've got three children to look after. And it was all just gone. Um, adjusting to online took me a while to get my head around wanting to do it. I'd worked online PT before. Um, I had a few clients. So I had an existing client base already um but transferring some of my girls from face-to-face pt over to online was was difficult um they didn't necessarily enjoy it i don't enjoy it as much i do i i do still get the same um reward from it um i love seeing my clients online but i love seeing people i love talking to people i love chat 
just seeing different faces every day for you know just for just for an hour here or there um so switching to online was was a big change for me and it took me quite a while to get used to it um it's only been sort of the past three or four weeks that i've been doing online classes as well um because again it was the industry was just saturated with it everywhere you looked there was online pt there was zoom classes there was free content being put out all over instagram and i was like well, where do i fit into this um you know where where should my business sit here amongst all of this when it's so much available um and although i really believe in myself as a personal trainer and i know i've got a loyal client base and they all believe in me transferring that to something that was already very popular with other people in the business was quite it's quite a scary concept to be perfectly honest with you uh, yeah i can i can imagine that that was yeah you're sat in almost probably what was an empty gym by that time of night and you're thinking i won't be able to walk back through this door for yeah. and for an unknown period of time and yeah, we've all had thoughts like that um yeah yeah so you're kind of well done for for getting through it and if it's taught you anything, I think you said the other night that you made you realize that you didn't want to do online PT when every yeah. promotion in the business or whatever, if you look at Instagram all the time, it all it is is people saying, go online, make loads of money. This is the way forward. Um, but it showed that actually there's going to be PTs out there that pride their business on being personal. And I remember talking to you at the live and I was asking you about it and you were like, that's the one thing you said is it's got to be, if I'm going to be successful, I've got to be me and I've got to be personal and I've got to love my, love my girls. And I think I said that at the top that, yeah, that's got to come through. And you, you mentioned that your girls are really loyal um, to you, but I'm a big believer in loyalty um, starts by being loyal, loyal yourself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, loyalty comes through in, in many different ways. Um, but that's one thing that I think within, again, within our community that is there, there's a lot of loyalty. Um, Absolutely. You know, and, you know, lo loyalty from us to James, loyalty from us to each other, um, that, that it really exists. Um, but also be loyal to yourself. That's yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very easy to follow the crowd and do what everybody else is doing because that's, you know, that's the way we do it now. Um, but if that's not who you are, then then you haven't got to do exactly what everyone else is doing for the sake of it. No, no. It's, um, don't be a sheep. <laughs> so in the interest of being loyal, Sam, you promised me that you were going to tell me what it was that made you join uh, the JSA. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, this is a anticipated juicy gossip here. So, you know, show your loyalty and let me know what it is. Probably one of the very similar reasons to most of the females that joined the JSA. To be perfectly honest with you, <laughs> I had a massive crush on James Smith. <laughs> well, he doesn't listen no. to this show anyway. <laughs> it's fine. Hold him. Hold him. James Smith, I jumped on him. <laughs> well, so, well, I was speaking to Simon uh, on Wednesday, he, and I mentioned you were coming on. He was like, oh, yeah, I remember that very revealing bikini. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> for IFS. So um, the International Fitness Summit was run by James and his and his uh, colleagues, friends, um, yeah. and I know that a whole lot of the JSA went because um, James had asked if he, the people would support him, yeah. and they went for the party. Um, but you'd got very involved in the, the events and things as well, because I think obviously being a PT, you wanted to learn. I went for the business side of it mainly. Um, we know I like to party, but yeah, I went for the business side of it mainly. But my biggest um, my biggest drive to get there was because Sonny Webster was doing his workshops, and I was absolutely desperate to do that. But um, yeah, me and Jack turned up to IFS in our um, bikinis that we'd had designed with James Smith and Duran's faces on our bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, I won't say what was on the bikini tops because I don't. Not 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 everybody likes that. <laughs> I lose followers when I post that on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, check check out Sam's Instagram, um, but. The meetups and things, then, right? So, you try. I know that you're desperately disappointed when you can't go. Um, you know, and I, and along with others, like I said, have been as soon as it's like you've not posted anything about going, we all know that that means that there's something in your life getting in the way of that. It's not that you don't want to, <laughs> and then the it's the right word, bullying begins. <laughs> um, I regularly for that. <laughs> Oh, the meetups. My very first meetup was Belfast in May last year. And I was bricking it. Absolutely bricking it. Um, I'd met all these people online. It was the end of the challenge party for the first challenge that I'd done. Um, and I, I really wanted to go and meet some of these people that I'd made such good friends with um, over the last 12 weeks. But I lived in Germany and the meet was in Belfast. And I was like, how am I going to do this? I had never flown on my own before, ever. Um, I'd never left my children overnight before. Um, and some of the guys talked me into it and on a whim, I booked a ticket. And next thing I knew, I was flying to Belfast. <laughs> um, and I was so scared, so scared the entire way there. And I felt sick getting off the airplane. And I had Jack on the phone, Jack Davies, if you don't know her. Um, she was on the phone telling me which bus to get. <laughs> She'd meet me at the bus station. Um, and I literally got off the bus and she threw herself at me and threw her arms around me. And it was the biggest hug I'd ever had in my life. And I was like, oh, wow, I've never met this girl before, but she's amazing. I love her. <laughs> um, and we got to the hotel and I was, I was really, really feeling sick by this point because I didn't know anybody. Um, and I remember the doors opening as we got out of the lift onto the floor where our room was and I knew that a few of the others were staying on the same floor and the, the doors opened of the lift and they were all stood there and I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> they're literally there in my face. All these people that I needed a little square on their profile picture. Um, but it was the most amazing thing in the world because every single one of them gave me a hug and said hello. Um, and you just kind of feel like you've known these people for years. Um, and, yeah, and I was I really surprised that when we spoke to, to learn that you'd only been part of the JSA for what's well, probably now 14 or 15 months. Um, because to the new guy, when I was only probably three months behind you, it looked like you were one of 
uh, an old timer in it. Yeah. And it just goes to show that the group is very inclusive and it does welcome new people and don't feel that if you join today that you couldn't turn up to a challenge tomorrow. Uh, don't turn oh, up no. to a party tomorrow. Because with the dresser, you get out what you put in. So if you put yourself out there to meet people, you're going to get a lot back from it. If you put yourself out there, uh, introduce yourself, have a chat, comment on posts, um, post stuff. If you're too nervous to post, just comment on other people's posts, have a chat, you know, inbox somebody if you've got a question. People like to talk. Um, if you sit there in the background, you're not going to get as much out of it as if you put yourself out there. Just say hi. It's, you know, it's, it's such a lovely group of people. Yeah, get involved. and uh, But build those relationships and friendships first mm-hmm. by i guess it could be seen as being a bit of a, a stalker sometimes but follow them on instagram like the post comment get involved yeah. and it will come back to you um and it's not about people building their social media or getting the most likes um yeah it's about a supporting community and get involved in the in our facebook group which if you're a member you'll be admitted to but if not you'll have to go to the academy join up become a member and uh and get involved (laughs) (laughs) um, so you mentioned jack davies um who's uh you know a young scottish lass um who's got a number of tattoos um and could be maybe seen as a bit eccentric um that's a box (laughs) (laughs) But that brings me on to a question that was asked by our last guest, Pav, who asked, um, is there any meaning behind some of your tattoos? He wanted to know about your tattoos. Um, Yeah, all of them. I I remember commenting, you'd said at one one of your posts, you said, "Uh, I've, I've put on a few pounds in the last couple of weeks. And I noticed that there was a difference in your pictures that there was a, ta- a new tattoo in your pictures. And I commented and said, it's probably the extra ink. So, uh, you know, so, so, so I has got yeah, a number. Uh, she's not covered in them, but um, yeah. So. My legs are pretty covered. Yes, yeah, so most, most of my tattoos got meanings, to be fair. Um, the very first one I had done on my back um, was some flowers in memory of the babies that we lost um i have a picture of a tarot card on one of my legs and that's one i always get questioned on because it's it's quite a quite a strange tattoo um it's quite abstract it's a tiger um surrounded by fire it's part of a tarot card so my mom always used to read the tarot cards and we used to have a little bit of fun with it and that's one of the tarot cards that would represent me a little bit fiery. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> Don't believe it. I'm an angel. <laughs> <laughs> what else have I got? I've got a runner on my leg, which I had done when I completed the marathon. I had that done the same week I completed the marathon. Um, and it's got underneath it, with pain comes strength. And that's one of my favourite quotes. Yeah. It has a lot of, lots of meanings to that one. I have... What else have I got? I've got a phoenix. Um, love my phoenix. My phoenix was tattooed on me. Um, it was the very last thing I had done before I left Germany. 
um, kind of end of one life, start the new one. Um, that's one of my favourites. I can't remember what else I've got. Got that many tattoos. <laughs> oh, I've got some. I've got some wildflowers on the front of my leg. Um, they're in memory of my grandma because she she always used to have beautiful flowers in her garden. Um, yeah, I think that'll do. <laughs> so, all, all kind of personal. Um, you know. I've got a few tattoos and they're not as uh, detailed and as nice as yours. Mine were done in a bit of rush, but they do have meaning behind them. Um, you know, no, they're not everybody's cup of tea, but yeah, Pav, Pav asked, asked that, that question. Um, it's, it's better than his usual questions that he asks on my Instagram, to be fair. <laughs> it probably throws in a few uh, spanners in the works, I would have thought. Ah, <laughs> it must cost and I love getting it. <laughs> Uh, if you put a question box on JSA on, or on Instagram and you have Pav comment, you'll you'll know which question I mean. <laughs> um, so you joined the JSA, okay? That, that the crush on James, right, and it, you you might get to meet him. But to be what fair, were, um, were you trying to achieve by joining? What was because I think a lot of people think it's weight loss. That we all are part of it, but you had already achieved that. So, what were you trying to achieve by by joining? I'd followed James for probably a good twelve months before I joined the academy, um, and I had watched him blow up on social media. Um, and not only that, I I loved watching his posts. I thought they were really informative. I thought the knowledge he had and the way he put it across is what drew me in. Um, the no bullshit basically um and i loved i loved his way of putting it across because it was so simple and throughout my fitness journey before i became a pt every bit of information out there was so fucking complicated and it was just so difficult to know what was right and what what was the best way to do it to lose weight um so following him and seeing the way he put it across was just it, it kind of nailed on the head for me. I was like, do you know what? I, lo I love the way this guy describes it. Um, and I'd followed him for a while. And then he announced the start of the next challenge. And I thought, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give it a go. Not because I had anything personally I wanted to achieve. I was in a bit of a bad place with how I looked. And I wanted to maybe try and push myself to, to achieve something out of the 12 weeks. But mainly, I wanted to learn from him. Um, and I've, I've said this to him um, a couple of times. I learned so much more from James's videos in his academy. Um, the way he describes things. I learned a lot more than, from him than I learned on my personal training course, which I think is absolutely unreal for the, for the price that he charges for his academy. I learned so much from him, um, just from watching his lives, from watching the videos, from talking to the coaches. Um, yeah, <laughs> without 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 um, knowing it, he's, he's the one that's made my business grow so so much better because my knowledge grew just from being part of the academy. And I think that that's something that we try to to share. Is it something you try to share with your clients? Some of that knowledge. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So every, everything I've learned is 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 what I pass on. I mean, we all have our own ways of delivering it, and there are some things that I don't agree with the way that James says it. And I'm sure there's some things that I would 
put across to my clients that he doesn't agree with. Every, everybody has a different way of doing it. Um, but yeah, a lot of what I've learned from, from his videos has been so, so much easier to take. It's almost like bite-sized pieces. Like, do it make sense? Why, why have we got textbooks with it? So complicated when it's just so, so much easier to, you know. And from, from the videos I've watched from his academy, I've then gone and researched more, which helped me learn a lot more. Um, some, some of the things that I've learned from his podcasts as well has really helped. Um, that's made me then go away and research, which is, which has made my business better. I, I've heard his podcasts are rubbish and you should just listen to this one. Uh, it's, oh. it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, not that I'm not to do these by listening to James's, but um, the, the, some of James's knowledge I I've personally passed on. I'm not passed on, but I've recommended women to look at James for his knowledge on uh, women's cycles, what that means to weight loss, how, what it means to training. That, that is something that is not even, it's not even discussed on a personal training course. It's something that I'd never even looked into before. When I first started following James, I was a very new PT, so I still had a lot to learn. You know, they teach you all this on a little course that you do that says, you're now qualified to go out and teach everybody else. Actually, you know, for cool. <laughs> you learn a lot more once you've got the qualification. Um, and I'd never even touched on the, the menstrual cycle um, until I'd listened to James's podcast, which then made me look into it more. And such a valuable tool, um, something that I should be part of the basics, but really isn't. So, and you know, from a from a man's point of view, is actually understanding that when we're passing on advice back through you, because know, people within our community, people will often ask questions, and it might be you know a man hammers something back on the keyboard, but the more knowledge I've got, sometimes it's made me consider hammering that back on the keyboard. And I support people you know within the gym when I'm sitting in the sauna and things, and and I've said you know read James's book, listen to his TED talk, his podcasts. Because I think it would really help, you know, as a, as a, what, sorry? Oh, your book. So you pointed to, um, you know, that, and I think <laughs> it was the only one on the shelf as well. And one of my questions was going to be, what about, you know, your reading? So that's literally my only book. I don't buy books. It's my only book. And I only got it because it was a signed copy. Yeah, so I, I've, I've got the same one, funny enough. <laughs> I'll read it one day. Shh, don't tell him I haven't read it yet. <laughs> well, yeah, a, you're the second guest who said they've not read it yet. But, um, no, the Tabs podcast, you said he hadn't read it. So I but I think if that's helping people outside of the academy to learn and understand, um, or if it's reaffirming knowledge for people, um, I mean, I read it. I've listened to the audio book as well, you know, um, and I've learned stuff from that, that, you know, um, and, you know, a bit of maybe of a shout out to one of my neighbors, um, who literally just messaged me, um, part of our, our street group who, from me talking about doing the podcast and passing on some of the James, James's stuff, she's enjoyed the podcast. Um, you know, so for anybody who's listening, please share it outside. It's not designed for, for just us. Um, and that's led her to go and, go and look at James a bit more oh. and just listen to some of his podcasts. And that's all that I ever dreamed of from, from this podcast, that it can help one person 
to learn something different or pick up a piece of knowledge um or take some inspiration then that's that's all i ask is that it's it can help and you know because that's the help i've i've had and that's where i think that you know we're, we're a podcast for real stories and not what people might deem as the fake stories from instagram um which which do exist yeah sam your your journey has been been incredible um you've said you've lost you lost five stone you know you look great together seven stones since since my biggest yeah so yeah which is an incredible amount of weight loss um you you probably can't imagine what it was like to carry that around now so i couldn't 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 imagine it no um it's still weird to think that that was me um i I look back at pictures now and i'm like i I don't remember myself that size it's very it's, it's quite surreal actually the changes i've made sometimes it's hard it's hard to see it yourself so that's what was that in kilograms probably similar to mine 45 kilograms something like that um that's a lot <laughs> that's uh, a lot when it's on the <laughs> well i was about to say that you know um seven stone in you know, we're live and we're using google here <laughs> i'm not that that quick maths um but yeah, I was about to say, what was the? Can, can you put that on your back and squat it now? Um, you have yeah, forty-five kilograms. Clean and jerk that. Clean and jerk that. <laughs> yeah, look at that from. Um, yeah, but can you imagine carrying that around all day, every day? Two, two, two plates at minimum. That's ridiculous. Strapped to you, going to the toilet every day, sleeping with it. It's, you know, it's a, and that's so. Um, and if you do look at Sam's profile on Instagram, um, you, you'll see just how incredible she looks. Um, and yeah, that knowing now that that's a seven stone weight loss to to get to that that level. Um, and I know that you you know sometimes uh, many people might talk about, um, and, and it certainly was one of my fears about losing weight because and then having the effect for skin loss uh, skin excess skin um and i know you've commented on on that um you know on some of your posts what's what's your feeling on that i think when, when you've been quite overweight it, it is a fear of having this this loose skin when you've lost the weight um but for me now Although it's, you know, it's not something I like to look at. It's not something I'm particularly happy with aesthetically. It's a reminder that, do you know what? Actually, I am a hell of a lot healthier than I was. And I've got quite a bit of loose skin on my arms, um, on my legs and on my tummy mainly. But it is what it is. I'm, you know, last year I I had wonderful abs. They're not there anymore. I like pizza too much. I had these lovely abs and everyone was always commenting on Oh, how did you get your stomach so good after being so overweight? And I'm like, do you know what? The loose skin is still there. I just hide it in high waist leggings. <laughs> but you just have to learn to accept, accept these things. I've got stretch marks that cover my entire body. Um, and I used to get some quite nasty comments about them actually. And there's been a few times on Instagram where I've posted a picture where my stretch marks are out and I've had some quite horrible, horrible comments. 
but again it's it's a part of me it's part of my journey um i was overweight I had you know, from, from men or from women or both both so, yeah so it can be such a a nasty world with social oh, media. yeah trolls are wonderful things um i i don't let things like that get to me um people have things to say everyone's entitled to an opinion um and i think when you get to the point where you you allow them to have that opinion it doesn't affect you as much anymore no you've got to accept that you love yourself yeah, 100%. and you should never forget what you've achieved to to get to a seven stone weight loss because and i don't know if i've mentioned it in this podcast but something that when people ask me how much weight have i lost and the, the next question is often uh how long does that take you yeah. or how yeah. or, or not maybe not how long it's taken but you know since when yeah and the the answer is not since last year since i joined james smith it's taken me 10 years of journey to, to get to yeah. that and you that, that's the thing everybody wants the quick fix and you know, when I post a transformation picture, now if I post something from my biggest to where I am now, it's been seven years. So it's it's been a long time. Um, and people don't people aren't interested in that. They want to know six months. You've lost ten stone. How have you done it? <laughs> but you know, the point I try and get across is that yes, it's taken me a very long time, but I've also sustained it. You know, I've managed to 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 get it off and keep it off because of a certain way of doing it, rather than getting it off, putting it on, getting it off, putting it on, getting it off, putting it on. Yeah, it's, it's that downward, it's not a straight downward graph, is it? It's, right, it's not. yeah. even now, you might, over a holiday or Christmas, put some of that weight on, but you've got um, the knowledge now to fix that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I've put on, I've put on just over half a stone during during lockdown. Um, is what it is. I know when I get back to being more active, it will come off again. I know how to correct it. Um, this step challenge from the JSAM is going to help me because um, I know I'm more active now, and the more active I am, the more calories I'm burning. I can get back to eating my pizza. <laughs> so, well, I'm aware that we're um, we're probably about an hour and twenty minutes now. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to take you away from from that. Maybe that second glass of gym or, or uh, yeah. Because it's it's running low. If you're going to watch on YouTube, it's running low. I've run out of, of uh, three yeah. beers, and uh, once you've had three, then you, you probably need a fourth. So, <laughs> but um, you kind of we've talked covered a bit of advice and things throughout. But um, you kind of is there any kind of like key mantras or quotes that you live your life by? Any advice to other um, James Smith Academy members or even outside? You know, what's kind of maybe the key messages you give to your clients? Trust the process. Sorry. Trust the process. Um, trust your trainer. Um, it's not going to be a quick fix. You have to. You have to take the journey. You have to. You know, expect it to be ups and downs. It's not always going to be easy. But my biggest piece of advice with if you want to lose fat, change your body shape, is take photos. Bin the scales. <laughs> I hate my clients weighing. Um, I, I will not weigh them if I can possibly get away with it. Um, bend the scales. Take photos. Take photos because you will see more changes that way. Um, 
I get my clients to take photos of every six weeks so they can see the difference they're making. Um, it can be very easy to get lost into the world of numbers when you're using tape measures, scales. It's different for everybody. You know, some people live by weighing daily um, and it works for them, uh, for a lot of people. Getting fixated on a number on the scales, knowing that I want to be this weight because the, the book says I need to be this weight. When actually, if you're looking how you want to be looking, wearing a size of jeans that you want to be wearing, does it matter what it says on the scales? Is there, is there certain time scales that you'd recommend for taking those pictures then? Sort of four to six weeks, I get my clients to take pictures. Um, any more than that, and you're not really seeing enough changes to motivate you? In my, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's, it's what, what works for you and what works for other people. I think there's a real um, importance, especially once you start to lose the weight, is to go and find a really old photo. Because I did that recently. In fact, in the last couple of days, I found an old folder of photographs. And I was, it's the first time I'd seen myself at the size I was. I never imagined what that looked like. And I was completely shocked. And I think there's a real, I've had other JSON members send me a message previously when I've put up a post saying I'm not really seeing the difference. And they've pulled an old picture from my Instagram and pulled a new one and they put them side by side and sent that to me. You know, but that's maybe over a, a you know nine months to to a year. But when yeah, I saw yeah. four year old ones, and I saw the difference in my face, in the size mm -hmm. of t shirts I was wearing, you know, in the you know the fact that I was having to wear jogger bottoms because jeans wouldn't be comfortable. It's you know. I, I have my my pair of jeans when I was at my biggest. Um, I think I've got them in that drawer actually. Um, I'm going to show you them. So, if, you're, if, you, if, you're, if you're listening on Spotify, maybe you want to uh, you know jump in and have a look at the end of the video because I never these, expected to see you. These are ten-year-old pair of jeans, but I keep them. Sam, that, <laughs> that's two of you, isn't it, Sam? Uh, yeah. So that's... and I keep these because. You know, it's a, it's a forever reminder. If my jeans get a little bit tight after Christmas or if my jeans are a little bit tight after a holiday, I look at these and I'm like, actually, it's not that bad. That's that that's incredible. And yeah, <laughs> uh, when you see that size difference, that can be I, I threw all my old clothes away. Um, yeah, because I had this fear. I mean, I remember keeping one, one pair, but I had this fear that if I had them that maybe one day I would go back to them. Um, yeah, I, I was like, they've got to go. I've got to fit in the clothes I now have. And then, you know, I'm, or I will only buy new clothes now if I'm going to buy smaller. If I'm going to have to go and buy the same size, I'm not going to allow myself to buy new ones. Because um, <laughs> it means I've not, not done what I was set out to do. Yeah. Um, so how, how do we, how will people follow you? Happy to for people to jump on and follow you on Instagram, you know, Facebook. What's... Um, I've got Facebook. I've got Instagram. Coach Sam P. Um, it's all open. <laughs> I've got my website, CoachSamPain.com. Um, find me all over social media. <laughs> um, 
and, and I would definitely, you know, if you need somebody to cheer you up, jump on and just see how happy Sam is. And you realize, just come put a smile on your face and find some <laughs> happiness in life. Um, you know, she's, <laughs> she's been you know, inspirational to me. Um, and that's maybe different to what other people might look for. You know, a, a man seeing, being inspired by women's progress maybe isn't normal. Um, but it's, you know, when you can go and see somebody, you know, clean and jerking more than, more than the weight they've lost, um, it's quite inspiring. Um, when you've, you know, if you jump on YouTube and you've just seen those, that gene size change, that's, that's inspiring. Um, is there anybody else other than yourself, Sam, that you think, go and check these guys out? Um, you know, people that people should follow. Maybe not just the famous people. What from the JSN or? Yeah, who you know, who are people that you think I I couldn't unfollow that person? Um, I love the crack from Paul, um, Gin Laden Fitness. Is that what his name is? Yeah, yeah. at least at least Daily Rogering. Oh my God, and the Swan Swan Gate. <laughs> um oh gosh there are so many that i love to follow um hmm, that's a question there is there anybody for for your fitness journey that you think so obviously sunny webster you're you're picking that up is there you know is there other inspirational people that you think you know actually are checking on them daily regularly um do you know i don't think there is actually um I don't tend to take inspiration from, from other people's journeys for my own. Um, I like watching people achieve, but I think my motivation comes from myself, from what I want. Um, I have all sorts of people that I look at daily. I've, I follow so many of the JCM and I love going, looking through the stories every day. Um, I love watching James's stories for, for the banter. Um, do you know what? I, I, don't think there is on probably not on instagram that i would i would say that is, is inspiration apart from everybody i take something from absolutely everybody that i follow go through my follow list they're all awesome <laughs> that, that, that includes me by the way <laughs> so, so, i've never been called awesome before um, so i went to my follow list recently um and i realized i was following a lot of accounts that actually didn't didn't mean a lot to me so i, I cut my follower list back dramatically to just to people that I love to watch for for inspirational reasons for for the for the laughs for for what they give me on a daily um so I've cut my following right back so absolutely everybody I follow now is is something inspiring to me so yeah so you mentioned uh, Paul there Jin Jin Laden Fitness he's a he's a future guest I know he's looking really looking forward to it and I think that, that will be very different you know he's got i know he's got a story to tell but um you know he does yeah. um and i know that i've been giving him uh some some crap over uh his swan fear today um and i'm sure he'd be pleased to hear that once he once he listens um that um but that's that's part of what we have is the banter as well and, and it, you can see that there's friendship group in there as well um you know for, in terms of following uh the podcast um, you can follow me directly at uh, aman with a double n underscore weight loss underscore jsa. Um, if you want to just follow the podcast, you can follow us at 
conversations with on Facebook or and I have just had a mental block to what it is so um, on Instagram because Instagram is not great at giving you what exactly what you want because people yeah. keep it up um, but uh, podcast underscore conversations underscore with I should know that because I do look at it every day and uh, you know we've uh, reached over 100 followers today on there which is, is not massive but that's that's telling me that there's um you know 100 now 116 people that are interested in hearing more of these journeys um and we want to bring as many to, to life as possible so you know if you are um want to become on the podcast yourself please drop me a dm or if you think there's an inspirational journey out there that we should you know tap into Maybe one that I even I haven't seen, you know, because you know I've I don't see them all. You know, there's there's still loads out there, twenty thousand members that you think you know, maybe could be brought to life or has a you know an inspirational story. Then just get in touch, um, and you know, get active yourself on on uh, Instagram if you've not still waiting to brave you know following people or messaging people. Do it if you're still waiting to brave putting your uh, pictures on the internet do it you'll get lots of love and support um and the next time that there's a, a live or a meet please come along we don't bite um seek sam out just... she'll, she'll get you drinking craig david's um so that that brings us to a to a close i really appreciate all the support and love that we're we're getting and i, I hope to hear from you all soon thank you very much and sam thank you for all your um help in getting this ready and i've loved listening to your story for having me we will catch up soon on the internet. Thank you very much. Awesome.